Hey, all my Leeds United stuff came today. I was super excited about it. Yes, I saw the selfies you took. I'm definitely wearing my Leeds United on tour shirt in Vegas and my do for a win shirt. That probably won't be ready yet. Howdy, it's Tuesday, July 9th, 2019, and this is episode 103 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Our shirts are good. We have shirts. Yeah, our shirts well. are real good. We don't have shirts. We have a design for shirts that's ready to go to the printer. As soon as you, the fine folks who listen to Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast, place your pre-orders, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's also prominently placed at doforwin.com, but basically it's a red or black shirt in men's or women's cut. We have not received any orders for women's cut yet. And it says do for a win in giant letters on the front. And there's a little do AC D U E AC. Cause it's, it's wordplay Kyle. I see on the sleeve. Do you get it? I get it. So in 2003, uh, the Borgata opened on July 2nd. Never heard of it. Well, yeah, it's it's not a especially well-known casino, but it's in the marina. I don't know if you've made it over there, but uh, it costs $1.1 billion to build, which is an awful lot less than the Revel. Yeah, but, uh, less than half, right? And it looks like you, you did a little research and said that A-listers like David Arquette, Joe Pantoli, Pantoli, I don't even know how to say that. Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Who is that? He was from The Sopranos. How about Stephen Dorff? I don't know who that is either. He was in some movies. I I didn't recognize the name. I had to look it up. I think he was kind of like some sort of 90s heartthrob type dude who was probably already way past his prime. In 2003. Uh, He won the MTV Movie Award for Best Villain at some point. It's really helpful. Thanks, Wikipedia. Doesn't say for what. It just says that he won. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Uh, it was a tie in 1999 for matt dillon in there's something about mary and steven dorf in blade oh blade with uh wesley snipes with wesley snipes that's right all right infamous tax evader wesley snipes i'm glad that we had a lot of steven dorf talk in the borgata opening episode yeah not only was steven dorf fastest prime we apparently are as well (laughs) so uh anything else about the casino named Borgata. I mean... Which I had, until this moment, not heard of. So, you know, Joey Pants, of Sopranos fame, placed the first official slots bets at the Borgata, cashed out for a cool nine bucks. Nice. And posed for photos that I saw on Getty Images of his cash-out voucher, nine dollars. So I have a question for you. Is that, like, your new goal in life, to be such a casino podcasting celebrity that you were allowed to be the first person to play the slots at some new casino at some point i think if we play our cards right that could be a thing at show <laughs> i mean we've said so many complimentary things about bart blatstein i don't see how he wouldn't pick us right i was gonna say we'd have to do a complete 180 and just go like <laughs> hyper complimentary about everything and just be like we see the vision now and really like this is where atlantic city is going it's boutique casinos it's condos that look at the ocean parking garage really it's empty 
casino floors. It's people who just buy property and are doing nothing, hoping that other people actually fix the city so they can make money. That is the future of Atlantic City. Kind of is. I mean, sort of. It's the present of Atlantic City. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. Yeah. The other thing that happened that I think I care more about than you is that the walk outlets opened in August of 2003. So really, I would say on par with Borgata in terms of prominence in the city. I think, honestly, it's two of the bigger things, I imagine, that happened in the 2000s, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as changing the outlets are huge, right? I mean, as much as I poo-poo them and make fun of you, like, I understand their their importance. Yeah, I mean, it's literally a large outlet complex, and it's something that as soon as you come in off the expressway, it's it's what you're dumped out into, and, and... it's a bad way to put it, but you know, it's you're right there, and, and it looks nicer than it probably looked, you know, before 2003 when it was dumpy and and there was the old bus terminal. I say this, I wasn't there before 2003. I was that's not under really what gets me one years old excited. So the the couple of things that get me excited are you know when you're coming in on the expressway and you first kind of see the casinos in the distance. Oh but yeah. Then I know I'm there, and it's not the outlets, but it's like the Angelo's Fairmont Tavern or whatever mm. that I'm like, yeah, I'm in Atlantic City now. I've never been there. It's apparently pretty good though. Yeah, I know that everything AC Group, a lot of people rave about it. So it's uh-huh. been on my list for a long time. But it's that's what I like right when I get off the expressway and it's right there. I'm like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. For me, I like I hate to say it, but the Trump Plaza, like that uh-huh. crappy old marquee. Like I remember sort of like lying to myself into thinking like Trump Plaza is nice because it was the first thing that you saw and and there were times when I took it as like the first bus out of New York City straight to Trump Plaza, but I mean it really is very, very central when you're coming in through what is now the outlets. Anyways, nineteen oh three, what happened? So the Atlantic City Free Public Library formally opened its doors on January 1st, 1903, in a wood frame house at Illinois and Pacific Avenue. So let me test your research done. Where is Illinois? I mean, I know where Pacific is, but... Oh, like, boy. Is that north, south, middle? I think it's over by, like, showboat area, but I am not confident in that at all. <laughs> So anyway, how'd you, how'd you find out about the Atlantic City Free Public Library? I would, I would look it up right now, but, uh, I've been, I've heard complaints about the clacking in the past, so (laughs) I will not find out where Illinois is. I looked it up on the Atlantic City Free Public Library's website, which is what I do anytime I'm looking for, uh, 19 O blank information, because a lot of times you search on Google and it just wants to give you addresses of stuff. Yeah. Let's see, Illinois Avenue, I think, is that the current Martin Luther King Boulevard? Oh, is it? Okay. Seems so you weren't far off. That's, that's closest to Showboat. I'll give you that's, credit. That's out from, like, Bill's Gyro Suvlaki. Mm-hmm. Bill's Gyro Suvlaki, sorry. Yes. Sorry to all our yeah. Greek listeners that I've butchered that. It's. I've heard lots of people that seem very adamant that it's both of those. So we're like, you know. Like half the people say gyro, half say hero. So I I'm, don't know. I'm I don't know literally what adamant that it, that it's both of those. Yeah. All right. So what's going on with Las Vegas? I hear that you're going there in two and a half weeks. Oh man, it's very soon, and I feel like I feel unprepared. Like I've done a ton of research, and I still feel like there's so many podcasts that I should be listening to. I have I stopped listening to Five Hundred for a couple of years because I 
hadn't been in five years. And I was like, at this point, it's just depressing to hear about Vegas updates. And now that I'm going, I'm like, I have five years. I mean, I'm never going to catch up. But I've been trying to listen to the last like few months of that. I've been listening to the Vegas Club podcast, which is a bunch of Brits talking about Vegas, which is awesome. I mean, every podcast is just better with, with uh, British accents. I think that's, that's right. I, I mean, it's already been pretty well established that our best podcast was the one Eleanor was on, right? That's a good point. Also, you worked on it. So. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, well, then. So I, I, one thing I screwed up in my Vegas reservations is I wanted to have an overlapping night so that I didn't have to worry about like checking out so early and then not having a room between the days. And since I was doing comp rooms anyway, I figured, you know, what's the difference? I might as well just have an overlap and not have to, to worry about like 11 a.m. checkout. So I'm starting at Planet Hollywood, and I'm ending at Delano. Uh, Delano. So mm-hmm. I figured I had booked both of them for many nights with like two nights of overlap. So I knew I wanted to stay at Planet Hollywood Sunday and Monday nights, and Delano Tuesday and Wednesday nights for my four total nights that I'm there. So I was like, well, it's much easier to to like alter the reservation through Total Rewards than it is through M Life. So let me just change that reservation to only be Sunday and Monday nights. And then I was like, well, that's dumb. Now I still have to check out early. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've ended the reservation that I needed to go longer. And then I called, like, the next day to be like, hey, I shouldn't have canceled, to, uh, whatever, Tuesday night. Can I just tack it back on? It's still comped. And they were like, not the same room type. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. So I, only, I could only get smoking, one king smoking, and I have two kings not smoking. And then sound like a downgrade in the like two weeks or so since then, I now get like no comps at any CET property ever. So our last Atlantic city trip has kicked in. Nobody else like Dave, Andy, their rates have not changed on CET. My rates are horrible. So I like, I get no comps anywhere in Vegas. Did you, Oh, you did play a little bit at CET. Right. So you guys were like, go do the multiplier. And I was like, sure. I'll swipe in. And then it could have been a hundred X, Craig. It could have been a hundred X, except you it had was to do it. invitation only. So I swiped and then it was like, you have to be invited. And I was like, well, I just started a day cause I swiped my card. And did I think you I started played. a day? Did you, did you know that? I did. I can't, I don't know that for sure, but, uh, I did play on my then card. You for had a to let bit. them know you were alive. <laughs> yeah. I did let them know my, I was alive and they now have let me know that I'm dead to them. So kind of works out that way. <laughs> so I have no CT comps. I'm definitely not going to end up with the overlap. I'm just going to cancel my, Monday night Delano room and just figure I can throw my bags in my brother's room or Andy's room or whatever. It's really not that big a deal. I don't know why I was so dead set on the yeah, overlap to begin with. I know. It sounds like a lot of work for not much benefit, especially considering you're paying, at least on the Delano side, resort fees. Yeah, like 42 bucks a night in resort fees. I mean, I have been playing the Win Slots app. I could get one night at Win. I could get one night at Planet oh. Hollywood. Do you have enough? I know you've I do. been complaining a lot that they just keep upping the number of points it takes to get a room. Yeah, I earned like 800 points and a room room started like 2,200 points. I earned like 800 in two days and I think I've earned like 20 since then. So uh-huh. it's, been a, <laughs> it's been a slow, slow burn. So it's a good way to get one night at win, which I mean for free is good. It's a very, very difficult way to get multiple nights at win without spending money or getting very lucky. Anyways, that's all Vegas stuff. We can talk more about that next episode with show plans and restaurant plans and, and the herding cats of trying to get our group to agree <laughs> on something. I'm just glad I'm not on the emails anymore. Uh, I did I did suggest Absinthe as an option, which starts at around 130 bucks after fees. 
Uh-huh. It seems like you could get it for cheaper than that somewhere. It's, it's so popular that it, it's hard to it's get. It's really not sale anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dave, our friend Dave, immediately emailed back, like, if I'm going to spend 130 bucks, I might as well put it all on plaque and get all that excitement. Paraphrasing. To which I was reminded of what you said last episode, which, like, 130 bucks on black, that lasts you, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm. And this show, supposedly the best show in Vegas, is an hour and a half long for 130 bucks. That seems incredibly reasonable when put in those terms. <laughs> the farthest you can make 130 bucks go in Vegas. I know. I was saying, like, I, you know, I, I bought in for 200 bucks at Hard Rock in our last AC trip, and it lasted, like, 35 minutes. And that's not even that bad of a craft session. Yeah. And that's more than absinthe <laughs> for a third of the time. Per- uh, personally, if I were to do a show, I think I probably wouldn't do absinthe but i don't know i think because of audience participation yeah and just pull you up on stage very i don't know i think i would enjoy like one of the cirque shows more instead of like a very i mean it's supposedly like quite vulgar and yes it is quite vulgar that's the shtick it's not really for me probably uh fantasy at luxor i can get free tickets through my vegas fantasy burlesque oh the vegas club podcast said very good I enjoyed when we, me and my wife, saw the burlesque show at Borgata. I thought it was very good. It would be weirder with the big group of guys, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I guess you could do it, though. So, bringing this back to AC, burlesque show at Borgata, did it have, like, comedians and stuff in between? Yes. And it was, like, funny and actually a good show? Or so was it just, like, you're here for some booze? There was... The way it worked was there was, like, a host who was a comedian, and there was one skit that just had a clown doing like physical comedy that was actually pretty funny but like but, full clown makeup yeah yeah, yeah. like an, an actual clown yes mm, I'm, and you then, gotta bring me back around to it because i'm out right now <laughs> but then the rest of the shows were basically girls but it was like the whole way through it was it's more of a comedy show i think than like something that's super titillating or whatever yeah, so I think that's what the Vegas Club, the one guy on Vegas Club who went said. It's like, it's it's really surprising what it is if you go in just expecting it to be like, you know. Boobs. Boobs. Because it's right. like actually a good show and funny mm-hmm. and like well put together. And Yeah, I, uh, I thought Burlesque was good at, at Borgata. Yeah, so I, like it really did pique my interest, but you're right. Like, is this really something I want to go with too with four other dudes? Like, I Yeah, it's probably a better thing to do with your wife or whatever, I would I would say. Yeah. Unless your wife hates boobs, in which case it's not a good thing to do with your wife. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's Vegas until the next podcast when we'll have more concrete plans about which burlesque show I'm going to see, because there are many options. We had a listener question just today. Nice. Good. Perfect. Uh, Chris D., via the website's contact form, you can also ask questions by going to doforwind.com. He said, heard about your podcast on You Can Bet on That, heading to AC for my first trip. Can you point to an episode that talks about the places to stay to help pick a spot, pros and cons, etc.? Or should I listen through? You should definitely listen through. All <laughs> I would say you should definitely should not listen through. That is, <laughs> you're going to get a very low signal-to-noise ratio there. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess that's not helping my future business plans of making millions. So yeah, you should listen through. Currently, I am leaning towards the Claridge, affordable price on the weekend and attached to Bally's Wild Wild West for possibly lower limit craps. So I think <laughs> he's right on. Claridge yeah. is attached to Bally's. It has the advantage that, you know, 
you hit those $5 craps tables at the Wild Wild West until 3 in the morning. You don't have to go outside to get uh-huh. to your room. It's centrally located. It is apparently nice now, which I cannot confirm, but that is what the people say. Yeah, I mean, I've posed that question to our Facebook group a couple times in the past few years since uh, TJM Properties took it over, and now it's a Radisson Hotel, and people seem to like it. They, you know, one of the one of the guys in the Facebook group said that's his go-to for summer weekends when all the casinos are crazy priced. So uh, that's definitely a good option. Uh You know, midweek the casinos are obviously. A lot cheaper. Uh, Tropicana now actually has a lot of specials where it gets surprisingly decently priced. I think now that they have those Chelsea Towers, they just have a giant room inventory. But on mm. weekends, it's still 300 plus a night, like e- even right. West Tower and all that stuff. So uh, I-, I think, you know, he asked for our advice, but I think he already picked the right thing. <laughs> yeah, I think Claridge is good. Uh, I mean, it's been talked about in a lot of podcasts, but if you have ultimate rewards, doing Ocean with points is a good option. That's 12,000 points, uh, Hyatt points, which you can transfer ultimate rewards to. That's good if you don't have any status or any play history with any of the casinos. You know, you, you can... Just look and see if there's any reasonable hotels in Atlantic City on something like a kayak or whatever. But you just need to be careful because some are much, much nicer than others. And <laughs> yeah. there are definitely plenty that I would just not be willing to stay at. So yeah, and that's and me who's like pretty laissez-faire when it comes to where I'm staying. Yeah. And even like Courtyard is a very nice property. But yeah, it's, we've stayed it's there. not a nice walk. <laughs> it's fine. I think I think Courtyard's okay. It's like just past resorts, right? Yeah, but it's a couple blocks out. Yeah, I always thought it when we stayed there five years ago or whatever, I thought it was okay. But I would not hesitate to stay there, but I would not stay at like the trip by Wyndham or the Ramada or whatever. Right. I mean, the trip by Wyndham is right off the boardwalk, but it just does not look very nice. No. And the reviews are extremely mixed. But uh, yeah, definitely, you know, if you have hotel loyalty, um, look at the the Sheraton and and the Marriott options. like you mentioned, the ocean deal, if you have chase points, is probably the best deal going for a weekend rate in AC. So, I, you know, I emailed Chris back just to, to say some of the stuff, but I totally spaced on the ocean deal with uh, with points, with high points. So yeah, that is definitely something to keep in mind. So I'll have to email him back later and say, hey, you know what episode you should listen to? 103 out today. <laughs> Perfect. Well done. Um, and then cheap gambling. The other thing is, uh, again, he Wild was right. West is good. Yeah, yeah. So Bally's and Wild Old West, they always have a five dollar craps table and, an, and a five dollar blackjack table. I think it's like either or. So there's it's always somewhere in the Bally's complex, which means if Wild Old West is not open yet for the day, then it will be at Bally's. Mm-hmm. There are times when they run it at both, but I don't think it's like there will always be one at Wild Old West and there will always be one at Bally's. But other cheap gambling. Resorts, I think, is yep. a good a good bet. Probably not going to be $5 anything, but a lot of $10 tables. There's $10 stand on Soft 17 Blackjack, uh, which is a pretty good deal for right on the boardwalk. Honestly, I, I mean, I think we talked last episode about how impressed we were at how low the limits were everywhere in Atlantic City when we went. So I don't think you're going to get you're going to get have a big problem with limits anywhere. Even Borgata usually has reasonable limits. So. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're used to, like, downtown Vegas or, you know, some locals casino mm-hmm. somewhere. But if you're used to the Strip or you're used to, you it's know, It's not like, like the Strip. There's not going to be any <laughs> casino that has $25 as the minimum. Like, this just not doesn't happen in Atlantic City. 
right? right. Yeah. Even so, even Borgata, right? Like on a on It'll a Saturday like, night, like it might be fifteen or something, but yeah, and those tables might be really crowded, but they will be there, uh, right? So, thanks, for Chris, for writing in. I hope you have a lot of fun in Atlantic City, and let us know how it goes. Yep. Tennessee Avenue updates. Orange Loop. What do we got? So, the Iron Room. It seems like the new location on the Orange Loop on Tennessee is in preview mode, serving coffee and breakfast, which I didn't even know Iron Room served breakfast. But that's what I went to Iron for. Iron Room for the one time I went. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was like a breakfast, small plates. Hmm. Anyway, it will quickly expand to offer lunch and soon after charcuterie, cheese, wine, and progressive plates. What is a progressive plate? Good question. That's from <laughs> from their website. I'll, I'll link to that. Uh-huh. Their website but, and their other restaurants' website have some really good like PR talk on them. Uh-huh. I think immersive might have been used in there. Nod to all the five hundred listeners. So the Albany Avenue location is going to stay open through Labor Day weekend, though. So it will. I guess there will be two iron rooms that for the remainder of the summer open in Atlantic City. And Mark Colazzo is also opening Rhythm and Spirits next door to the new Iron Room. No official date yet on when exactly that's going to happen, but it has the same head chef as Iron Room. It has food and live music, and I will do some PR speak for you. The interior reflects a modern take on mid-century tiki bar with a dark side. What could that possibly mean? <laughs> so tiki bars are notoriously dark, for one thing. But right. Like, There's not that much light coming off those tiki torches. A dark side sounds like, you know... You might get like mugged or something. Yeah, I'm a little. I don't know. That's. I, I don't know where they're going with that. Anyways, I'm interested to see both the new Iron Room and the Rhythm and Spirits that are right next to each other. Rhythm and Spirits. We talked about Rhythm and Spirits on episode 93, so there's just a little more information. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Cool. So anything happening at Golden Nugget? Many things. Mainly, the Haven Nightclub is closing on July 28th which I don't care anything about the Haven nightclub, but I'm very sad for my Twitter feed that used to have Haven hotties in it, and now will not anymore. <laughs> uh, although I say that, and then just today, Golden Nugget's main account posted a picture of somebody in one of their, like, I don't know, cocktail servers or something in the pool, and I was like, thank you, Golden Nugget, keeping it going strong. Tell for Fertitta still coming through yeah. for you. Still getting me fired from my job. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the Golden Nugget News. Uh, no, I'll link to the <laughs> David Danza's article. Apparently, they're going to use this space for a unique amenity, in quotes, whatever that means. I would think it has to be club-related in some way. I would assume so. But I'm wondering if they're going to go more, like, loungy or something. Because I, I, I think the clientele at the Golden Nugget is not so nightclub-y. So I wonder if they're going to try to do something similar to what Ocean did. Yeah. It was weird, but I think the hate that it seemed like Haven did all right. right? Yeah, yeah, it like, seemed like it was impression. really popular, especially early on. Um, but I know, you know, they, they talk about this in, on the Vegas podcast all the time. Like the shelf life for a nightclub, where a nightclub is the hot thing, is very, very short. And so it's been a few years for them. Uh, obviously, that's where the uh, big brawl with the mayor, yes, the mayor happened. <laughs> uh, Still there, as says. <laughs> I know you always, I always poo pooed him being around still but yeah oh yeah I, happened. I thought he was just gonna like slowly wither into the distance and, and disappear but not yet i mean i don't know being a, someone who was raised in baltimore or at least baltimore adjacent <laughs> in the county of baltimore uh our mayor only only in quotes had an issue where like she made the 
Board of Regents pay her a whole bunch of money for, like, writing some children's books that never got sold to anything. And she had to step down for that. And it seems like in Atlantic City, the mayor has done a lot more than that. And yet, I don't really hear anything about it anymore. Well, except that there's a group of people advocating for them to change the form of government where it's not run by a mayor anymore. And it's like a city council appoints a manager. I'll just say Baltimore is not known for its excellent governance, but even there, Catherine Pugh had to leave after that came out. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if anything actually happens, but I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't think that he would still be there, but charges FBI FBI still investigating. So yeah, right. There's we'll no smoking happens. gun yet, except for yeah. the video of the Haven nightclub thing. The other golden nugget thing that has happened is Steve Ruddock of PlayNJ.com. David Danz wrote the article quoting Steve Ruddock, talking about how Golden Nugget is very close to having their online gambling surpass their brick-and-mortar gambling revenue. So we, you had said last episode, I'm going to pin this straight on you, you had said that you think that they're like really the disappointment of this year so far with their gambling, gaming revenue, and maybe this is one area where us only focusing on brick and the brick-and-mortar is right. making us a little short-sighted because sure. they're killing it online, and you know maybe Tillman Fertitta is a genius, and he has figured out that... The whatever the special sauce is for getting online gambling, and he's actually making. And, and that special sauce oh. is live the dealers. Very awkward situation when you're walking into the casino from the parking garage of just walking right by all of the live dealers and it just being a very strange situation. You don't like the live dealer aquarium? It's it's yeah, it's really weird. Uh, live dealer aquarium. That's I mean that's exact that's exactly what it is. They should have that at Ocean with live dealers that are actually in an aquarium swimming with sharks. Well, certainly at uh at least at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, they do have blackjack tables in the pool. That's true. There's a lot of swimming blackjack in Las Vegas or at least yeah. there used to be back in the day. Back in the day when we used to go. That was like when the mob ran the town, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> People were still getting buried in the desert all the time. Yeah. The strip was just a glint in Bugsy Siegel's <laughs> eye. <laughs> Anyways. So what's happening at the Borgata, which I just learned about this episode? Oh, yes. You first heard about Borgata. Yeah, it's yes. crazy that it's been there for 15 years and this is the first you're hearing <laughs> of it. Uh, so they, this new casino property that you may have heard of, which has been the highest grossing casino in Atlantic City for like 15 years, has opened Moneyline Bar and Book. And we talked about that last episode with all their many celebrity athletes doing signings but uh more importantly they have posted a menu and we can now see what it looks like in operation the menu includes wisconsin fried cheese curds chicken fried bacon duck fat fries and then you know salad sandwiches burgers personal pizzas and desserts i don't know i'm I'm pretty excited about some wisconsin fried cheese curds it sounds pretty good i have to say all of those things sound pretty tasty uh, so yeah, that got me pretty psyched. And then, so I was doing a little more research on it and I went to the everything AC casinos group and searched because that's where people post things. And then somebody said they went to watch the women's world cup final and were told that it was a $250 minimum food and beverage if they wanted to sit in there and watch it. So I guess that so, answers the question of like, Hey, it's a small space. It's going to be really crowded. There you go. I don't understand. Is that just for like one seat? Like, how does one go about spending that much money on food and beverage? I'm assuming like it's, if it's based like on with a table. Tic- if it's with ticket sale, like, bets, like, that's fine. Like, whatever. Right. That's a good point. 
But they said food and beverage. I mean, this is just I'm I'm mm-hmm. reading what somebody said. So Secondhand, so this is hearsay. So you're saying yes. this isn't admissible in the court of law. Luckily, the, the and court, also the do for a win. Podcast. No, this is not a court of law. <laughs> Your wife is not here to adjudicate. Yes, that's um, right. So yeah, I'm not sure if it includes ticket costs. I mean, yeah, ticket costs. I, I would think would make a lot of that sense. That would be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with that. I would guess Just not, like though. Food and drink? Is it like table service at a club? It's what it sounds like, basically, right? It is weight service. So uh-huh. I, I think that's sort of what they're going for. Is like They need you to buy a bottle of Grey Goose for $200? Yeah. Um, mm. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of like duck fat fries to order to get to 250 bucks, But... I mean, I'm assuming that's like based on a table and you get a group and, and you fill that up, you know, have a bunch yeah. of booze and, and you hit that reasonably quickly. But Yeah, I would assume so. I'm sure that the beers aren't super cheap, so you could build up the tab pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm also guessing this is highly variable in like if they figure out that this doesn't work or if the games are bigger or smaller, it's going to get adjusted accordingly. But, uh, you know, I do remember I went to watch the Orange Bowl, Maryland versus uh florida, florida. yeah orange that, bowl that, go? that was 2002 i think well it's 2001 season i don't know if it was after the new year's day i don't think so i think it might have been the oh, yeah. end of december that's true anyways 2001. so I, I went with with a bunch of friends from maryland and we went to baltimore's espn zone but we were all under 21 and they said some like crazy food and beverage minimum and we could not get there without booze like because nobody and none of us could order <laughs> Uh-huh. And the alcohol, so it was just like an impossible. Yeah, right. so it was just like an impossible amount to get to. And we were like we were just like, this sucks, and then they got killed. So it was just a horrible experience. Um so that's not at all related to Borgata, which looks like a very cool experience, much cooler than the ESPN in Baltimore. But yeah. that's my feeling on food and beverage. But I'm generally sort of like, yeah, and all that. I don't know, I, I don't love it, but I understand the reasoning. But like two hundred and fifty. Yeah, what's, what's the alternative? So high. So high. For the women's World Cup final? That was a big deal, man. It was like the only thing going on on that Sunday, I guess. What? I watched the men play against Mexico Sunday and, night and, and lose. they lost. That's yeah. right. There was Wimbledon tennis on. Yeah. Actually, did they not play on Sunday? I don't know. Wimbledon. I don't know. Anyways, that's the Moneyline Barn Book. If you go to the Moneyline Barn Book and you have updated information for us, let us know in, in our Facebook group, just so you know. Yes. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? We can talk more about Vegas. I have more Vegas stuff. Everybody let me know what shows I'm supposed to go see, what restaurants I'm supposed to go eat at. Anytime I make a suggestion, people are like, we could do that, or we could do this totally unrelated thing that's just a category that you can mention 50 other restaurants for. And it's like, okay, it's very helpful. Thank you. Hey, so it actually turns out I can't go that weekend. Can we go the next weekend instead? (laughs) (laughs) I should do that. You should should do that. It'd be amazing. Uh yeah, so I guess our schedule for the next episode, I guess you will hopefully have some things nailed down for Vegas so we can talk a bit more about it. Yeah, we're in a weird we're like alternating vacations, right? So Yeah. It's uh somehow it works out where we're gonna I think be able to get in an episode every two weeks, but yep. you know, I, I don't think I've posted on anything on Twitter in like a week because I've been out down in maryland and, and down other stuff down in and, laurel while well, i was not in laurel right yes, yes. uh you've been in ocean City. so we, we've kind of i feel like we've been a little off the grid except for me obsessively checking the t-shirt order page <laughs> I, i'll say we had a bet on the number of t-shirts that we'd sell i won't say what the number is because i don't want to influence anything but i'm looking pretty good and i had the over what what was the time period of our bet though three months within three months oh. 
Was it? I, I have no recollection of making a bet, but I believe you. So yeah, I'm gonna just gonna start like making up bets and saying like, oh, and right. I'll just be like, yeah, I guess that sounds yeah. like something I put action on. Because no matter what you say, it's something that I'm like, yeah, I'd put action on that. Yeah, like I totally, you totally bet me, you know, two to one odds that Arizona State would win <laughs> the national football <laughs> NCAA football championship next year. You were so confident in your bet. Yes. I mean, I know that I'm already going to be making seventy five hundred and ten dollars, but if I can make another extra like twenty bucks off it, then like so be it. Interesting thing about you know Vegas versus AC, a couple of things. Like going on this Vegas trip, having been to AC a bunch of times since my last Vegas trip, my interest in the gambling specific side of Vegas is like pretty limited. Like I'm not thinking about that at all at all in terms of oh, I just can't wait to go sit at a table because I can do that here i mean in ac and the other thing is since sports betting is legal now i used to always be like oh i'm gonna go and i'm gonna sit and i'm gonna you know place some bets and i never did that because clearly i'm not gonna sit somewhere for three hours in vegas but now that i can do sports betting on my phone in atlantic city and new jersey i just have zero interest at all in going to the sports book like there's no there's legitimately zero reason to go to the sports book in, in vegas as far as i'm concerned yeah, no, it's definitely, since it exists in AC, there's not as much of a reason to really get amped about it. Yeah, that's Unless true. Unless you're going to Circa. I've heard a lot about the Circa Sportsbook. Are you going to go downtown at all and check it out? I'm interested in going downtown. I mean, Circa as a hotel is, like, under construction, but uh, right. I'm not sure. I would very much like to go downtown and check out some of the older dingier places, but I don't know how much interest there is in that in our group. So that may be something I have to do like on my own on Wednesday like, midday or something. You, you know I support that fully at all times, even if it was like Sunday midday, right to, when you get in. To go to the dingy... Yeah. Oh, just to leave the group behind and, yeah, and go to... Correct. Oh, yeah, That's a yeah. good point. Uh-huh. Uh, and go to a dingy casino, like IP. <laughs> I, I'm super excited that we're going to get to go to like actually decent restaurants and not you know, text you Chipotle. like, hey, we're figuring out where to go. And you're like, I already ate Chipotle two hours ago. So I'm back at the Pie Gow Tiles table at the Harris. You guys can go pound sand. So that'll <laughs> be nice this trip. I mean, it's really not going to affect your life in any way, either way, because I'm not part of the group regardless of if I'm there or not. <laughs> I guess it just makes you feel better about not doing stuff with me if I'm not even in the city. That's true. I feel like I, I'm I'm not part of the group regardless is like your mantra for life in general. Yeah. <laughs> but like Sprout, speaking, proudly. Speaking of groups, you can join our Facebook group at <laughs> facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our wonderful content at doforwin.com, including our contact page. Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Tudor Radio, and now Spotify, but definitely not YouTube. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions at do for win at gmail.com. So what are we going to Atlantic City, man? Oh, boy. September seems like the next... Most what? Come on, man! You said we would do a day trip in the summer. You yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Day trip is is promised. Is there's a decent chance? I don't know, like late August or something. Early August. <laughs> you get back on a Wednesday, so we can I get, go to the yeah. Thursday. No, I get back on Thursday. Oh, you get back Thursday the first. So, yeah, so go Friday the second. Yeah. All right. Done. Done. Scheduled. Done. Do for when you Friday. What, the when's your play, flight get in on the first? <laughs> uh, afternoon sometime. You could just just be like, "Hey Andrea, my my flight changed. I'm not getting back till the second now." 
<laughs> I'll pick you up. Where are you going? Newark? Yeah, Newark. I yeah, could, I, that, you could probably change that to Philly, right? That, that can't be that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Done. But just, like, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that a bunch of people got stuck in Vegas on one of our trips. So, <laughs> Right. That's a good point. That was two trips ago. Hurricane, whatever. Superstorm Sandy. S- Sandy, Nothing. yes. We were in Las Vegas when that hit the East Coast. And many flights got canceled. Yeah. And many wives were angry. <laughs> All the wives were angry. Not sure. Kelly, because she was in Las Vegas with us. That's true. I think she was sort of angry about that as well. Pro- probably. <laughs> Anyways. I should right. really tell that whole story with all the gory details at some point. I feel like I have to be drunker to tell my whole side of that story. I don't really even know what that story entails, but yeah. I think we've dragged this out enough. So thank you guys very much, and we'll be back to talk about, hopefully, Craig's finalized plans in a couple weeks. Yeah, I won't be finalizing any plans. I'm taking straight out of the Kyle playbook. I'm actually just going to email everyone saying, like, you don't even look for me in Vegas. (laughs) I haven't booked any rooms yet. I don't have (laughs) anything booked, but I'll be there. Yeah, and now I don't have any comps anywhere, so it's just, I'm not even going. I'm sleeping on Fremont Street. All right, talk to you guys in a few weeks. It was snappy. Yeah. Quick. To the point. Kind of clowny. Everything I want in a podcast. Kind of clowny like the burlesque show at the Borgata. Yes. Tied it all together. You did it. Nice work. Thank you.